When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Borgay, and Espo. Saul, you, you look like you got a lot to say. What's up? No, I was just miming you. No, oh, just curious. <laughs> yeah, but like, I did it. What, in a, on your mind? But I did a. I did it in a happy tone, so like at least one of us is happy today. Did I sound sad? <laughs> you sounded perturbed. You a little irritated. She's spicy today. <laughs> well, because Espo's like, oh, by the way, I got to tell you guys. Something. Never mind. I'll tell you guys after the show. Well, like, I realized okay, there's four seconds left of the countdown. Now I just get to sit here for the next hour and some change. Just Would you like me to say it right here anxiety. on the show? Just, I'll tell not. everybody. <laughs> it's, it involves the show. Would you like to know? Okay. Yeah. Next Tuesday, we're going to interview a gentleman from the Washington Post who wrote a new biography on Charles Barkley. Oh, oh well, that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. So, you could have put that out in four yeah, seconds. Whatever. <laughs> By the way, let me, let me say this. <laughs> the people in the chat chased emma off oh no she, she they were harsh yesterday they were rude and thanks to all of you we got to deal with jacob today oh. as our producer i don't know what jacob. i did to you <laughs> i don't know oh. what jacob did a to lot. anybody i think it was the joke yesterday in the chat oh mm. the really bad joke that's what that I wasn't even a joke yeah, yeah. That, it was that it was also real talk we do have some housekeeping things we kind of want to share with you guys so if you're here with us live on YouTube, you will know that it is at 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. instead of normal 2 p.m. time. Moving forward, our live shows are going to be at 3 p.m. on non-game days <laughs> because practice <laughs> makes it a little bit harder for us to start at 2 p.m. And we want to make sure that Gerald is able to get all of the news and notes from practices so that we can share them with you. So just change up your schedule. 3 p.m. is now the new time to come mm -hmm. join us here for the PHNX Suns podcast on YouTube. Talk about practice. Not a game. Mm -hmm. Not a game, but practice. Yeah, I can't wait for yeah. all that practice sound, baby. I'm here for it. <laughs> now I get to pick on Gerald for it now, which is even better. Can't wait. Which also means if you're listening on audio, it'll probably show up on your audio feeds an hour later as well, just mm -hmm. because that's kind of the nature of how these things kind of work. So, again... <laughs> Just a little bit of housekeeping. <laughs> Wanted to keep you guys in the loop as to what's going on. So, By, by the way, Jay, uh, thank you for always picking up your sister late from school <laughs> to listen to the show. We're glad we could help you by moving this, this time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of practice, let's talk about practice. Gerald, mm -hmm. what happened today at Sun's practice? Yeah, so we have a... Oh, what? Huh? What? God bless. <laughs> we have actual basketball to talk they, about now, and this man is snoozing. They uh, they shot um, some. They dribbled some. Uh, listen, you guys, the NBA season starts today. It's it's no starts... longer preseason. Get it together. Basketball's back. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, 
Gerald, before yeah, we get ahead. to this, this is important breaking news. Oh, Icon man. in the chat says, my wife just said Gerald was in her dream. WTF, Gerald, you're engaged. Oh, rude, so, Gerald. Gerald's been practicing too. So rude. I cannot take the responsibility of my dream self <laughs> their actions apparently but um yeah we have actual practice updates today so cam johnson no longer wearing the wrap on his thumb he's going to be perfectly fine for the opener campaign should be perfectly thank fine. you jesus it's a miracle he's healthy for game one Unreal. shocker yeah, just wait for this one though go with the yeah I, i'm already dreading <laughs> every bit of this up this update uh oh yeah landry shamit <laughs> Officially ruled out for the season opener. Ah! Oh, no, that hurt my ears. Let's go. You need to apologize to Jeez. everybody listening with with headphones in right now. <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Uh, he's never going to be on our show. Not one time. Like, never. <laughs> well, he has all the time to be on our show now. Unless he's not playing. Uh, oh, my God. Unless Saul is like out of the building when we do record. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he's still out with the left hip strain. He did do some shooting, but he said he didn't really take part in much else in practice. And then obviously the big topic was Cam Johnson did not get an extension yesterday. Um, so we got his extended thoughts. So we're going to play you uh, a clip here. That's, there's layers to that question, right? Um, as I think there's a certain, to a certain extent, you have to separate the business side from the personal side. And the fact of the matter is I, I love playing here, you know, and um, I think I can put the business side away. Those business negotiations are done. They won't be, that box won't be reopened for a number of months now. So I can put that behind me, put that off to the side and focus on playing, focus what I'm actually on, what I'm actually here to do. Um, and that's what I plan on doing. Negotiations are interesting, and especially when leadership is unclear. Extremely interesting. Um, and, you know, once you see that the situation is what it is, you can get over it relatively quickly and, and just be excited for the opportunities that are presented in front of you. So I, I applaud him for being able to compartmentalize. He had told us when we went to his three-on-three tournament over the summer that he knows there's a business side and a personal side to these types of situations. Um, so I, I like that he said it's not going to affect his approach, that he's going to kind of put it in a box and leave it off to the side until the summer when it's time to have these discussions again. Um, but it was interesting. The one little tidbit that he pointed out as far as negotiations are interesting, um, especially when ownership is unclear, like that kind of stood out to me a little bit. Two things. Did he also put his joy and his smile in that box? Because <laughs> where was that? The vibes just anyways, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I actually the people asked for it and today I, I released the first in the Tinfoil Hack Club series and I talk about it. Mm -hmm. I think there's one person to blame for it, and his name's Robert Sarver. You can go find out why by watching the Tinfoil Hack Club. Yeah. That's on Twitter. That's called a shameless plug. It's on YouTube <laughs> as well. If you yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I have mixed thoughts about this situation. It's not the end of the world that they didn't get something done, but I do think it was a missed opportunity. I wrote about it on GoPHNX. But the way that the salary cap is going to spike in 2025, even if they try to smooth it, you're looking at potentially, even with smoothing, like up to 75% larger salary cap than what they have now. So in two years, Cam Johnson's extension is not going to be significant at all so even if they had overpaid like it wouldn't be that that bad he's a two-way player he's an interchangeable wing he's an elite shooter like guys like that with that skill set are at a premium in the nba right now 
And I think that they did themselves a disservice where they're probably going to have to pay more to keep him now um, next summer in restricted free agency because someone's going to throw him an offer and it's going to be for more than what was projected. And I, I have heard, you know, we, we saw a report yesterday that Cam wanted four years, 85 mil. The Suns offered four years, 72 mil. I've heard that they didn't even go to the four year, 72 mil mark. Which that right there said, points to the ownership situation. It could. Like, that or James Jones is is very lost in the way that he's well, he's approaching this. I, I will I will play devil's advocate for a little bit mm-hmm. if you if you so will. So you're advocating for Sarver. Listen, uh, you know, Mikhail Bridges, uh, you know, is an Iron Man of sorts. He played every single game. He earned every bit of that four year, ninety million dollar contract. If you compare the two. Cam Johnson's not in the same category because he doesn't play as much, and and that's and that's just what it is. He's he's injured often, uh, you know. He's not he's not as consistent as you like him him to be, except from three, um, and and even when he seems to get going, something inevitably gets in the way, usually an injury that prevents him from getting to that level. So I can see a little. I can I can I can see a little bit of a reason why you would not want to pay him you know, a four year, 80 or four year, $90 million contract, because it's just, you're, you're concerned to like, what am I going to get? What, what, what is the real Cam Johnson? And am I ever going to get the real Cam Johnson for more than 70 games in a season? I don't know. I understand the injury concern, but I think from a playing standpoint, you could say the same thing about Mikhail Bridges. You don't know what you're going to get with him offensively. You know what you got with him defensively. He, there's still a lot of questions about his about his offensive game. I, I think if you had gone 80 million for Cam or even 82 and a half, you kind of met in the middle uh, there. You're still paying him less than McHale. He wasn't asking for McHale money, and with the salary cap going up, you know you're you're now risking that another team out there next summer is going to offer him 90, 95, 100, 105. Who the hell knows? Because desperate teams do stupid shit, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't like DA where you knew he was slotted in for the max, and if somebody offered him that, you just matched it. This now becomes a a, a face-off between these two sides where you could wind up having to pay him significantly more than you're paying Mikhail Bridges, which, which is a big risk that you're taking. If you think this guy's good enough to be your starting power forward and you didn't even want him to compete with Jay Crowder for the spot, then you should be willing to invest in him uh, at this point rather than roll the dice. Like See, that. that's my biggest thing. Like, obviously, we've heard reports that the whole Jay situation was uh, wanting an extension and wanting to start, right? But if you already told Jay and he knew he was going to come off the bench for you and Cam was going to be his replacement in the starting lineup... That means you're investing in Cam in some capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So you you think he's worthy enough to invest in as far as throwing him in the starting unit over Jay Crowder, but not worthy enough to invest in to lock in long term? Right. And that's, that's that's confusing. And that's something that good teams just don't typically do. Like I get that people think, you know, okay, he's unproven as a starter because he only started what, like 16 games last year. But He's unproven as a starter because you had a really good starter in front of him. He didn't get that opportunity. Now he's going to get it based on what we saw last year, based on what we've seen in the preseason, based on everything that the eye test tells us about the skills that Cam Johnson has. 
Are we just supposed to ignore all that and how he should fit with this team? Like, I don't, I, I, I don't, don't get it. I don't really judge him on whether he's a starter or not. I really don't. I don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. I just care about what he does on the floor. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Whether he's with the starting unit or whether he's with the bench. Um, and, and I, I do, I, I tend to lean the direction of he needs to. He needs to prove himself. He needs to put a, a, an entire season together that you can look at and say, okay, yeah, this is worth this amount of money. Because, again, to Espo's point, what's more valuable? Somebody that I know is going to give me one of the, uh, uh, you know, Mikhail Bridges is a premier defender in this league. He's a premier defender, and that got him the 490. Like, Cam Johnson is is a premier three-point shooter, and that's the about the only thing that you could say that's an elite level from him. And it's not like he's a, he's a pull-up jump shot three-point shooter. He has to get things created for him on the wing. So I don't see how he's elite at anything at any one skill set that would be that would give him the four-year ninety or four-year eighty yet. That's why I would I would I would tend to hesitate on giving him that money. I would look if this were in a vacuum, I could understand that, but. After you did this to DeAndre Ayton, to go back to the well and do the same thing this year starts to look like that's your your modus operandi for business. And that's going to scare off people because that says, I don't value my own talent, especially with the, oh, well, they don't really want DeAndre Ayton. They'd like to jettison him and get somebody that could be play center for 10 to, to $12 million. Now you're saying, well, we're not willing to pay Cam the money. Okay, so... In your assessment, your guys for the future are just D Book and Mikhail Bridges that you believe in. Uh, it, it there's just a problem here. If if they had just signed Aiton and then wanted to play this with Cam, I could understand it. But now you're setting a pattern, a standard, and if we're to believe James Jones is fully in control, that worries me. Now I Do don't you, know, but that worries me. There's you know somebody in the chat said that Cam is replaceable. Do you guys believe he's replaceable? No. And because you're looking, because there's so much more that goes into it than just what Cam brings to the basketball sense. Like the NBA incentivizes teams and gives them the option to pay their own guys to keep them sooner and for more money than other teams are allowed to. It's built into the way these contracts are structured. So, okay, if you're talking about Cam Johnson is replaceable, well, guess what? If you were trying to trade him, it would be easier to trade him if you signed him to an extension because he's still trade eligible. Now, if you're going to restricted free agency, you have to worry about signing trades, all the BS that we dealt with DeAndre Ayton last year. And if you re-sign him or if another team signs him to an offer sheet and you match, then you can't trade him for a certain period of time. And he has veto powers on a trade. So like you're not giving yourself more flexibility by not resigning him. If anything, you're giving yourself less. Yeah, I have one question about that because this I was a little bit confused about it last night when Wayne and I was talking about it with some of my friends because um, if they because I've heard a lot of people say, well, maybe they're keeping their options open for like a bigger trade come trade deadline and Cam is a part of that. Does having Cam not extended and going into restricted free agency next summer make him easier to trade at the trade deadline or does having him locked in an extension make him easier to trade some teams or is it just dependent on which team it just depends on which team i think because they keep you know, the bird rights right yeah it, not only but that, then but, that team has to go through a restricted yeah. free agency with him yes. right? and that's not fun but also right. like you know you can kind of view it as an expiring contract as well right like if they if they maybe they want to move a piece and maybe they like him, but, you know, and, and if the money's right, they'll resign him. But if they don't, then they don't feel like they're going to lose out on much because maybe they get some draft capital in return or whatever. Like, I think every team's a little different in that situation. 
I, I couldn't say one way or another whether I think you know him not signing a contract is is truly the best deal or the worst deal. Right. It, it depends on what team would be trading for him, but yeah. I do think teams would rather have trade for a guy that's locked in if they're trading for him, and they know that he's going to be a restricted free agent. Then they're dealing with the threat of other teams making offer. They're dealing with the threat of having a limited window to figure out how much we actually want to pay this guy. There are a lot of complications with that. Whereas if he were on an extension. I feel like you know what you're trading for. The monetary figures are all there. You don't have to deal with restricted free agency. Um, I feel like that's a little bit easier to navigate. And, and we should point out, he's making $5.9 million this season no matter what. So this extension doesn't kick in until next season. Mm -hmm. So as far as the monetary amounts, it, it doesn't affect I, that. Again, like I'm, I'm cool. Listen, I, I'm, I think that he is the type of player – that listen, he was already hurt in the preseason. He he's been he's been injury, um, you know, prone his in I his career. Say that though, he's How he's can you not say that because it because injury prone implies that it's like it's things that like where his body breaks down. Like we've seen guys like Anthony Davis; those are injury prone guys. Like they'll they get hurt contact non contact. All of Cam's injuries have been taking a shot, like a shot to the leg or a shot to the wrist. Those have been the biggest injuries in his career. So durability, for sure. I would say maybe that is a more apt concern because he is going to be a four. He's going to be banging with other dudes in the paint. Like, that's that's the nature of his his matchup now. Don't laugh at that. That's not a... Jacob I, I didn't laugh. I held it in and then fucking... Jacob started laughing. Gentlemen, <laughs> Let me rephrase. There will be a lot of physicality in the paint this year you for go. young Cam Johnson. <laughs> and so, yes, durability might be a concern. But it's not like he's a guy that's getting all these non-contact injuries or that he's just not holding up. Like, I think he's had some bad luck, and I think that factors into how much time he's missed. Isn't that part of being injury prone? I mean, no. no. I, it's durability I mean, <laughs> and injury are, are different. If these are things that, like, what happened to him in that next game was a fluke. He got kneed in the thigh. Mm -hmm. And and it was a bone bruise. Like that's not that's not injury prone. That's bad luck right there. Like that that's a bruise. It's not like oh his knee or his hips like we thought were gonna be the problem with him. But what I I, I going back to that oh he's replaceable. I hate that mm -hmm. because that's so much easier said than done. Right. Are there better power forwards than Cam Johnson? Yes. Are they attainable? No. Likely not. <laughs> so, so yeah, you you could upgrade there, but then you're getting into a tier of guy that other teams don't let go because they're great players. So, like, you've got to understand if you keep him at the right price, which I think that range was the right price, you then can deal him because mm. it's easier, and you you've retained your young talent. And set a standard business. -wise. But, but I think this the chat is is kind of agreeing with our discussion right now as it is because it's it's widely fifty fifty, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people I, w I would even wager to say are, are saying like, well, he is he does get injured a lot, and there are question marks about what he's going to be able to provide on a consistent basis, and because of those, that's why I'm not necessarily. Let's say it is a James Jones thing, and he just decided, you know what, I'd rather hedge my bets and see what this guy's going to do for us this year as a starter. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I'm not going to hate on that, not yet, like because I I I want to see that too. I want to see. I want to see a consistent Cam Johnson this year, and I want to see what he's going to do with the starting five because, listen, he could come out and he could average fucking 18, 19 points a game, and then you're going to sit there and wish that you really did extend him. Or he can come out and, you know, 
do what he does and and be kind of inconsistent and and shoot good from three and I mean, be an okay player. I mean, he's he's missed games, but like we shouldn't act like he's missing like huge chunks of the season. Like the most he's missed is twenty two out of eighty two, which is like a fourth of the season. That's significant, but it's not like it's going to hinder him being able to. He's gotten better every year of his career coming off the bench. You think putting him in a starting role is somehow going to depreciate his value? I I don't see that happening. And again, if what I heard that they didn't even offer him four years and $72 million is true. Yeah, they didn't even hit that floor. That's yeah. terrible. Like, that's that's just malpractice because can't that's the going rate for starting wings in this league. No matter whether you think he's proven or unproven, like, someone is going to pay him much more than that in restricted free agency next year. They missed an opportunity to get a guy who wants to be here, who's improved every year for a team-friendly price that's going to be even more of a bargain once that salary cap goes up. I think there's a couple other things that you have to keep in mind too while having this discussion because we saw in the chat, like, and we talked about it too, comparing him to Mikel. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that's fair to either of those players because you could also say Mikel probably could have could have gotten more or deserved more. Yeah. yeah, that was a discount. Yeah. So I don't think you should compare what Mikel got to what Cam is asking for because Mikel gave them a team friendly deal. Yeah. With that one. And then in addition to if Cam is replaceable, do you trust the people who are making the decisions to actually replace him? Mm. And just going off this offseason alone and how pissed we've all been and everyone in the <laughs> chat has been about the fact that literally nothing had been done. Do you have faith that something will actually be done in a timely manner? Or is this going to turn into another Jay situation? I took heat for this on Twitter this morning, but I think it's time we have to ask, are we sure James Jones is him, right? And this year is going to determine that. How does he, uh, does this cam thing blow up in his face? Is he actually moving DA? Does he make a move to strengthen this team as we all know uh, and believe that they need to? If he doesn't do those things and they have another first or second round exit, You've fallen short of your own standard. He talks about how every year is is a chase for a championship, and that's what what he wants to do. Well, if that's your mentality and you aren't even living up to your own mentality and standards, that's problematic. And this will go a long way to defining things. Right. I'm I'm not quite there as far as wondering if James Jones is him, but I do think there is something to be said for not stringing your guys along in a restricted free agency process that's let that let's be honest can be uncomfortable and it can put a strain on those relationships like as much as da is here to work and has been focused and by all rights is not going to let this affect him just like it didn't affect him last year like there was a big cloud hanging overhead there were a lot of questions and a lot of storylines and a lot of fans wondering about the relationship with Monty and whether he wanted to be in Phoenix and all that crap. And we've cleared that up now. But it took us a long point to get past that when we could have been just talking about basketball, when we could have gotten rid of those types of distractions. I don't think that'll be the case with Cam because in DeAndre's case, he was dealing with a max contract. So there was a lot more at stake in his case than Cam. But like you can't keep putting your own players through this process because then that's kind of the reputation that you build for yourself. If you're drafting these guys, if you like the way they're progressing, if you talk about how they're getting better every season and how you're willing to dip into the luxury tax to keep them around, like we need to see actions to back up those words too. 
I don't know, man. I, I'm not questioning James Jones, not right now. I, I just I know he hasn't done much in this offseason, and it's been, you know, there's been a lot to to be desired, but I just feel like we still have a lot of a lot of time to go. Um, you know, we we there's a lot of moves that can still be made, and there will be something that will happen with Jay Crowder at some point. And uh, you know, and and his track record and his history. Uh, you know, listen, we got to, however, whatever way you want to put it, since he's taken over, the Suns have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and however they got there is it's been under James Jones. So okay. I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna throw him under the bus just yet. Look, uh, I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm just saying I don't think it's out of the realm of sanity to maybe have some concerns. Mm-hmm. Sure, all. but you know we've had a shit show of GMs in the last decade before James Jones even took but we also know we can't fully blame those GMs either because they didn't have full control James Jones had the same things that were going on under him too I don't agree with that entirely I think James Jones Uh, are you really gonna ask the person that was inside the building I I don't know I just I I think James Jones had more control than GMs that came before him when it comes to that front office under that specific ownership, you think maybe J- not as maybe not entirely, but a little bit more of control. Well, then, okay, listen. All right, if we're gonna go down this road, let's. If we want to play it, let's play it. All right, James Jones comes in, and he was he was an interim GM, and they also brought in Lance Blinks for whatever reason to try and help guide him or whatever like no lance blanks was way or not lance blanks the other Uh, guy Um, they brought in what's uh, what's the name from the piston jeff Jeff bauer jeff bauer sorry yeah yeah. sorry uh espo did a lance blanks impersonation earlier today that got me in my head (laughs) that was Um, lon babby get it all through it lon babby (laughs) whatever you know (laughs) anyway so um like i i get it i i just i it's a first year gm i i just don't i don't I'm not going to fall in line with this thought that he was just given the keys to the kingdom from day one. And that was that. No, you know I don't think that was the like, case I think, either. I think he's done a good job of trying to put this team together and the way he put it together. Um, however it came together, he still got it done and that's under his purview. Um, and I think that he should get credit for that. And I know, listen, if we'd have got KD this off season, depending on what we would have had to give up, mm-hmm. you know, there still would be half of the Suns fans that say, yes, great job. And there would be another half to say, we gave up too much. Like it's, it's always a win or a lose with everybody. So I'm going to wait to see how this goes this season, how this all plays out, you know, cause for all we know, this is a 64 win team and they lost one or two little pieces that you could argue or weren't crazy valuable, but you know, they were nice like JaVel McGee. And if they, if they start off 20 and two, nobody's going to be bitching about James Jones anymore. They're going to be like, oh, I can see why he's stuck with this team. That's not true because it it all depends on what they do in the playoffs. It's all that's going to matter in this. And I, I take, I like to look at this in totality, right? James Jones came in and Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton were already in place on his roster, right? Mm-hmm. He drafted Cam Johnson. Great move. Mm-hmm. He pulled off the trade for CP3. Great move. Nobody's going to deny that, even anybody that's wondering what this is. But then Jalen Smith, Ty Jerome. Uh, he got money. Tra- he, okay. And he got money. That's, that's another great move. Well, some may disagree, but I am on that <laughs> boat. That, that was a great move. Mm. Then you look at it and... He trades for Landry Shamit. He gives him a contract extension. 
Uh, you know, there's uh, there's some of these other guys that uh, you know have been okay but didn't move the world. Jay Crowder was nice for the first two years, but now he's got a mess with Jay Crowder as well. I'm not saying he's terrible, but I I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I want to know that he's great this year. I want him to make the moves to take that step. That's all I'm saying. I don't think James Jones is a bad GM, but I think we have to look at the reality of it and not just drink the Kool-Aid. Yes, going to the finals, fucking fantastic. Nobody's going to deny that. 64 wins was spectacular. What do you do to build on that? Mm. Those Some would argue year one, fluky. You know, just because the league wasn't expecting it. They didn't know what to see from this team. Lots of injuries, short season, whatever you may say. They played really well last year and failed in the playoffs. All I'm saying is this is a litmus test this year. How do you perform? What do you ask? So, like, like for instance, hello right now says the Troy Craig, the, the, the Tory Craig trade was also bad. That's a perfect example of what we're talking about because the first year they traded for Tory Craig, it fucking worked out and it was awesome. The second time, the very next year, they trade for the same player and it was a shit show. Yeah. Like, again, like how you can't always predict how these players are going to react in a system, especially when you see it firsthand and you can see that they've thrived in that system. But James Jones didn't re-sign him and then traded for him. Uh, you know, like... What changed when between when you decided not to resign him and when you decided to reacquire? Supposedly, it was like an impatience thing. Yeah, like Tory Craig didn't want to wait around for the Suns to figure out what they were going to do and hopes that they would bring him back. And right? it was the money they gave to Javale McGee that tied right. up more than what he was going to get from the Pacers. But I, I I understand your point, and I do think there's something to be said for. Like we can acknowledge that James Jones has done a remarkable job turning this franchise around over three years, and also questioning. Okay, this is where we're at now. How do you? Because he's got a lot on his plate right now. He has to deal with the Jay Crowder situation and get a any type of rotation piece for the Suns for a season that, by all rights, they should be competing for a championship. He's got to help fix the bench if the bench doesn't pan out. If these guys that he's assembled don't look like they can cut it in even meager playoff minutes. And he's got to keep his options open as far as, okay, Cam Johnson extension and restricted free agency next year, maybe hunting for a big fish, maybe Kevin Durant and the net season implodes. Like that's a lot to balance, but he does have to do something this season because I think we can all agree right now all the Suns have for them is continuity and internal growth, but the internal growth thing is difficult because they just didn't extend a guy that they could have had for $18 million, which again sounds like a lot right now, but – Man, it's not going to be. It's the going rate for rings. Like DeAndre Hunter just got four years and what ninety five mil for the Hawks, Mm -hmm. and he has just as many, if not more, injury concerns than Cam Johnson. I'm not saying they're the same player, but like Hero getting his deal, right? Like these guys are getting big money because teams and their players and their agents are looking ahead to that spike that's coming in a couple of years. They're already aware of this, and so as crazy as it sounds, like if Cam had gotten Mikael Bridges' money. It's not the same as what Mikhail Bridges got a year ago compared to where the cap is going. So I'm, with, I'm with Coach MV on this. When Jock Landale averages 16 points a game, what are we going to say about James Jones? Listen, that's right, this, baby. That's right. Yes, I mean, he's not going to is, off the bench. It's having <laughs> context now, right? right. Like <laughs> hindsight is 2020. We all probably thought that these moves would have been really great at the time. And now that we know better, it changes our opinions on things. 
And that's a portion of this conversation for sure. Mm. But they're supposed to be 10 times smarter than us. (laughs) And they're supposed to know these things better than us. They've got the scouts. They've got the tools and all the things. They're supposed to know better than us. Well, and look, this isn't a a yes or no. There's nuance. Mm -hmm. There's gray area. All I'm saying is we're going to know a lot more about James Jones by the end of this year and how it plays out and what moves he makes. You know, he the last two trade deadlines, he's made minimal moves, didn't acquire people. And you had an opportunity for a title and maybe it cost you. What does he do this year? Maybe he makes the big move that changes all of it and, and learns from his mistakes in the past. I'm just saying this is a year that we learn who James Jones is. Right. And I agree. And I, I do think, though, not getting camp for 18 mil a year, if that's the case, that they could that they didn't go that high. That's crazy to me. I think his value will appreciate I think they'll wind up paying more for him. They still have the leverage. They can still match any offer next summer. Um, but we've seen how uncomfortable that process can be. I th- was hoping that they had maybe learned a lesson from the DA situation and been like, we don't want to go through that uncomfortable nature again. Um, but we'll see. It's not the end of the world. He's still going to be making $5.9 million this season no matter what. But it would have been easier to trade him in the future, and you would have had a guy locked in uh, for a very tradable salary moving forward. Thank God basketball starts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a super chat from Jay. Jay, thank you so much for your super chat. They said, how can we preach continuity and internal growth and do this with contracts? Sad face emoji. Well, I mean, a fair point. It is a, it's a question that you can ask. That is for sure. We're all, we're not going to come to an agreement on this situation. And I don't know that there's really an agreement that we could come to because just like the Cam Johnson situation, this conversation is very divided in the chat as well. I mean, in all fairness, like we could have a new owner here in like six months who says, James, you spend whatever the hell you need to spend to get this team to a championship level. Right. And then the conversation is completely different. Right. And and maybe and maybe that is what James needs to be able to make the moves that he wants to be able to make. Maybe he is being held back a little bit. Give me that billionaire scenes. owner, please. <laughs> I don't know. But we shall see. All I know is that basketball starts today and tomorrow the Suns tip off the new season. And the best way to get ready for that is to stop by the grocery store on your way home from work and pick pick up some Four Peaks beer so that you have great drinks to enjoy while you're watching Suns basketball. We also have some really cool events that are in the works with our friends over at Four Peaks. So stay tuned for more information. Typically, our members get first dibs on all that kind of stuff. Just Mm -hmm. throwing that out there. Um, you could also technically watch the game at Four Peaks as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to take the family out there, grab some food and some drinks and even some dessert. <laughs> These two over here. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I appreciate the affirmation. Thank you. <laughs> gotcha. I, I appreciate it. It makes me feel well, like I mean, you posed it as a question. I assume we need to agree. <laughs> I do. Yes, I appreciate it. Just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks beer. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Have either of you guys looked up what tickets on game time would oh, be give me a second. for tomorrow's <laughs> well, I can do that. I was like, oh, shit. Is this my turn? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably, me, but I'll look. All right. I probably should have asked you, but 40, I figured you're pretty good at it. 43 bucks. That's not bad That's at not all. Bad. For opening night? For opening wow. night. Holy wow. Crap. Damn. And, and let's look. It's, uh, it is uh, section 210, row 9. Okay. okay. Not awful. Not that is not bad at all. <laughs> so if you guys... Want to get some last-minute tickets to the Suns home opener tomorrow? Game time is the place to do that. You can save up to 60% on tickets to 
sporting events, concerts, and so much more when you use Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying those tickets through the link in the description of the show. We will probably put it in the chat as well. Just make sure that you guys use that link because it helps us out a lot and we appreciate your support. Gerald, you are you should be thankful that you were not here yesterday. Why is that? Because Lindsay took us on no, the longest no, 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 Indiana no, no, Jones no. ride <laughs> hey, to get to an ad read it. ever. <laughs> what, I felt what like was it? Gerald, it was a literal like yes or no question. Uh-huh. And these two and no. Emma made it a whole it like was, well hold on it was like what I exactly j- are we watching here I and then what what food are we eating read the and then, Odyssey oh for God. a whole show like get to the point lady <laughs> please she, asked, she said hey can you guys explain nuclear fission oh really and That's it, all I, I mean technically yeah. it was a yes said, or no like, question yeah, yes or no can you or it, not but we tried to explain it it, it was just yeah you guys crazy. tried to explain nuclear fission yeah, yeah. that's exactly the way it went. And, and Emma, it, and it went the exact way you yeah. thought that's tough alright Gerald let me ask you a question okay no when you're preparing to watch a show on Netflix with food, do you mm-hmm. have to pick your show before you start eating, or do you start eating while you're picking your show? Shit's a rewind again. I pick my show and then I start eating. Thank you. Yeah. See how quickly that was? That's not a yes or no question. You're right. No. It's not a yes or no question. I was wrong. But do you see how quickly he answered no, 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 that no, question? No, 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 no. You see how quickly he answered that question the way you wanted him to answer that question? That's what it was. We both said the opposite, and then we went on this whole fucking trip on why. Why did you pick that? Why did you pick that? Here we go. And then we finally got to the reason why she asked that, and it was to get us into an ad read, and we were like, what the fuck does it happen? I needed a simple answer. That's it. Oh, and you're right. You're right. I, I, in my head, it was a yes or no question, but it wasn't. And so I bad. did give you a simple answer. I said, we don't watch any television. And then you yeah. followed up by asking, yeah. well, was that the case when you were single? Saul followed up by Espo, asking that question, not me. Espo went complete Amish for whatever reason. <laughs> they don't have any technology in the house or something. And we don't watch any television. I was like, and that threw it. me off. I was like, what the fuck are you talking no, about? You don't listen, watch TV at all? Then they bring Emma into it and she's like, well, I don't watch shows. And I'm like, whatever the heck you watch, Emma, do you pick what you're watching or do you eat your food first? Just a lot I don't of odd questions. I don't care if it's shows like, or podcasts or YouTube or whatever. I don't even remember what ad we were trying to get into. How do we anyway, wind up down this again? Anyway, what we're going to do now is we're going to talk season predictions because, yeah. again, hey! Suns Battle starts tomorrow. Boop, 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 so let's do that. Uh, first and foremost... <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> uh, win total. How many wins do you guys predict the, the Mavericks, Suns that's will have this upcoming season? 51. Okay. 54. I believe I I'm said 54. 54. Oh, I no, I said 56. I, I think I said, I said 56. Yeah. Okay. I think I was 54. Why 51? I just, I feel like... He hates James you, Jones. Yeah. I hate James <laughs> Jones. That's what I said last Sunday. <laughs> God, you should go on Sun's Twitter and just hang out there instead of on the show. <laughs> Why do you uh, hate the Suns, Espo? <laughs> you're not a fan. Well, anyways, uh, I just I feel like the West is going to be super competitive. I don't think we're going to have a team over 54 wins in the West. I think the Suns are going to be right in the mix, but I think they're going to be willing to sacrifice a few regular season wins to be ready for the playoffs. So I'm thinking 51 is about where they net out. Okay. I just feel like 54 is a safe bet, like 10 less than last year, but not too far of a drastic drop off. I think it's realistic. Mm. That's my thought process. Yeah, Saul, I mean, you think it'll be better? I, I think they'll win 56 games. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people, um, including themselves, because the bench is going to surprise people. 
I think I, I, I do believe in what Jock is going to bring to this team. I really do. Um, I'll take 16 points per game. Yeah, I mean, night. that's not going to happen. No. Yeah, like, I would take listen, that if he drops 16 heartbeat. points per game, fuck a Cam Johnson contract. We need to talk about Jock Dale's contract. <laughs> um, <laughs> He'd be pretty great. So, also a friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like 56 wins. I think that's a, a nice, safe number. It's eight less than what they did last year, which was a historical season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they'll repeat that. And um, I, But I think they're methodical and, and good enough um, with their starting group to at least get to 50 wins easily. And then the other six, you know, I'm, I'm taking a flyer on that they're going to make a move that's going to, to move the needle a little bit and provide another little boost either off the bench or maneuvering the starting lineup somehow, some way. Because I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody is off limits in that starting lineup either. If the right person or the right player comes along – you could be looking at some moves that could happen with a Cam Johnson, um, shit, even DA, um, and you, or even McHale. Like, you just don't know at this point. You know, KD becomes available. Guess what? We're right back to where we were this offseason. And so I'm never going to say never. You never w- know what's going to happen. That's where I'm going. I'm going to put the chaps on a little bit here. Okay. Oh, the asterisk is uh, the, the asterisk is if they make a move. I'm looking at how this team is now. Mm. And if this is if there's no major move, I think they're a 51 win team. Okay. Mm. Well, then let's get into the next prediction. Will James Jones make a big move or not? Yes or no? Mm, big move? No. I think he'll make a move. I think he'll find a way to trade Jay Crowder, and then he'll do something else at the trade deadline to shore up the bench a little bit. But I don't. I don't think a big move's coming. I I'm, will say yes. I'm there with yes. Saul. I think he. How tra- big is big? Like I think he define big. Shea Gilgis Alexander is exact, the baseline. Okay. Okay. That's okay. exact. I think. I think SGA. I think somehow Oklahoma City wins a little too much for their liking, and they go. This isn't what we're trying to accomplish here. SGA, let's get you to somewhere yeah. that you can can actually make it to the playoffs Listen, and we get capital. If James Jones does that, I will absolutely 100% apologize for every single thing and question Same that here. I had Same. on today's show. Yeah. yeah, because that's the kind of answer. That's a definitive answer. He makes the move. He goes all in. He gets the guy that could uh, could put you over the top. Like, okay. like I, I think... I have faith that that's where we're headed. Okay. But history tells us maybe no. I'm leaning more towards Gerald's opinions on this one. I don't know that it will be. I don't think it is a big move. I think there are moves that will be made, but I don't think it'll be a big move. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that in mind, playoff results. Mm-hmm. How do you think the Suns will do in the playoffs? Mm, that's the hardest one to predict right now because of- and it feels really gross to predict it too because you want to say they're going to go all the way and win it but then uh, there's like a slight little hesitation when, there when i'm talking about them making a big move so all these have to go in in succession with each other right i said 56 wins i said that they'll make a big move which would lead you to believe that they should have a much better off se- or playoffs than they did a year before, and that's where I'm going with this. I think that the Suns will make it, at the very worst, back to the Western Conference Finals based on the second portion of my answer, which was that they're going to make a big move. This might surprise you, but even without that big move, I think they make the Western Conference Finals. Ooh. If if CP3 is healthy. Big if. <laughs> that's a big if, but if he's there... You're gonna. I think they make it back to the Western Conference Finals even without a move. There's enough talent in that starting lineup to be great in the playoffs, even especially rotations shrink in the playoffs. So if you've got one of the better starting fives and everybody's healthy, 
you've got a really good chance. Yeah. I think that's what's where they are. I, some of these are going to be awful when we listen to them in April. But I'm <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys though, and I do think that putting the ball in Mikhail and Cam's hands more this year is going to save Book and Chris Paul for the playoffs, even if they're not sitting out games. I think it'll save some energy. Um, I can you, see this team winning a title, but I, I'm I'm going to say Western Conference Finals. Do you have confidence that Chris Paul, either by himself mm. or by Monty, will be able to not play the amount of minutes that he played last year and the year before nope. um, this season? Mm-mm. I don't because know. Because in the, in, the, in the preseason, it sure the hell didn't look like it. I mean, he played a lot more minutes than like he's played in the past last season. Like it was much higher than it's been in recent seasons, which is an alarming thing that was brought up. He played 32.9 minutes. He hasn't played that many minutes since 2014-15 with the Lob City Clippers. Like that's a lot, but I do think it's not just the minutes, it's the toll that he has while he's playing those minutes because it's it's it seems like such a small thing, but bringing the ball up the court, especially with the way that defenders guard him now, making him zigzag all the way just to get to half court. Like it does take a more physical toll. So I think putting the ball in Mikhail and Cam's hands and just letting them bring it up, that could save him a little bit of burn in every single game. Um, I, I think it'll probably be around 31, 32 minutes again, um, and then probably go up again in the playoffs. But as long as he's not taking that heavy toll, maybe missing a game here or there, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, well, it's going to depend on Monty pushing the issue too, making making the system where Cam and, mm-hmm. and Mikhail are expected to bring up the ball and, and, and those kind of things. We'll see if it can happen. That Everything's predicated on that. If CP3's hurt and you have to have campaign as your point guard for any extended minutes in regular season or playoffs, you're going to have trouble. a bad time. I, you're in I, trouble. I, I will say this. I, I'm okay with the Suns winning – 48 to 50 games this year if mm-hmm. it means that Monty finally starts to try, try to prove a point every now and then because like listen Booker and CP3 can basically do whatever they want and there are points it, it listen in that playoff series that was just atrocious basketball it just was bad and Chris Paul was a non-factor uh he was damn near almost a liability at points and James or uh, and, and Monty refused to make any adjustments to that like, at some point, you you even have to hold the star players accountable for what they're doing and how they're hurting you on the court. I hope that Monty learned that lesson last year. I'm not saying Aaron Holiday would have answered all the play, the prayers and he would have saved the Suns or anything like that. But, damn, you got to take some chances and expose these guys to some situations to where you can at least feel comfortable taking a flyer in some of those games when you're down by 15 or 20 points just to see if you can get a spark. And that's the thing that bothered me so much about last year's playoffs is that there's the lack of adjustment by Monty. So to me, I just hope that Monty is, is, it will learn from that this year um, and try to maneuver things uh, away from, from some of his star players. If they're just having a really, really bad day. Um, I think that's okay to say. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay's in mid-season four. All right. No, it's just this whole thing. It just makes me sad. Like, because it it feels like, I don't know if we're just being overly negative because we had an off-season where where the hype was so high and what we got in return was quite literally nothing. 
mm-hmm. that it just feels like there's a cloud over everything. If it was the DA stuff, if it's the ownership stuff, I don't mm-hmm. know. I All just feel it. like there's such a cloud over the suns right now and I don't love it. There's... And I and I feel like I find myself leaning into that. Like I'm over here thinking, oh, second round bounced. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know if that's just because it, it, everything feels a little more heavy because of all the narratives or if that's genuinely what's actually going on. Take a trip with me. <laughs> let's, get, let's get in the DeLorean, hit 88 and go back to the middle of October last year, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. Probably beginning of November. This team's sitting at one and three. And I remember having the panic button on mm-hmm. set mm-hmm. and wondering what was last year, the finals year, a mirage. Like, Basketball is gonna gonna fix this. If they're gonna be good, they're gonna play well. We're all gonna get past the the trauma that was this off season, right? Mm-hmm. If they struggle, we're go- it's gonna be a, become a self fulfilling prophecy that oh maybe this all was true. The KD stuff did a disservice to everybody mm-hmm. because we all started having pie in the sky dreams. You know, we, we had caviar dreams and champagne wishes, <laughs> and and now we now we're eating you know at Whataburger, and there's nothing wrong with Whataburger, but it ain't the it ain't the champagne and caviar. Right? I I don't know. I like it's it's easy to feed into the negativity and stuff like that, but I think it it all it, it all goes back to the failure of the entire system, not just one or two individual players. It was it was everything the way the way we lost in in that seven game series to the Mavericks like was completely opposite to what we had seen the previous year and a half. Like everything was structured. Everything was consistent. The vibes were high. And then all of a sudden they just all fell apart. It wasn't good. We got guys yelling at coaches coming off the bench and, you know, it was just, it was a disaster. And then everything after that was a question mark and it continued to be a question mark all the way up until tomorrow night. It will still be a question mark and how these guys respond. Listen, it's going to make everybody feel a million times better if they come out and absolutely mollywop the Mavs tomorrow night and be like, listen, that shit was a fluke. We knew it was a fluke. It just, it was a rough one. So if it goes the other way, board up the windows and call the fire department because (laughs) tomorrow night's going to be rough if that happens. And hello, Aston, in the, uh, in the chat, if the the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the M- in the NBA, thing will die. Hell no! If they win tomorrow night, that's coming right back out. <laughs> oh boy! But I, I do think that's important to this whole discussion. That negativity you're talking about, Lindsay, is that like that's what comes with heightened expectations. Like it's easier in a lot of ways to be a fan of a terrible sports team than it is to be a fan of a good one because yeah. the losses hurt a lot more when you're that close to the precipice and you fall short. And I think that's what a lot of people are dealing with. I think they're going to beat the brakes off the Mavs tomorrow. God, I hope so. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Okay. I can't wait to <laughs> shit top all those fucking Mavericks fans, too, when they come into our chat. We got, got, we got to be prepared to, to take it, too, though. Yes, <laughs> because, we took it pretty hard last year. Because <laughs> Mikhail did point out a good thing in practice today. He said he was like, he was asked, is there any way to not think of this as a revenge game? And he said, well, I'd rather have the season, the series, than one game at the beginning of the season. But... <laughs> So uh, uh, even if we win tomorrow, they're still going to be dishing it out and understand. Yeah, well, so. they hang the banner and get the rings, as somebody in the chat <laughs> said tomorrow. So. Yeah, they sure do. In Golden State, not in Dallas. We've, yeah. we've got a whole bunch left to this show, you guys. Let's so go. Let's keep going. None but time. Does DA finish in a son's uniform? Yes or no? Yes. 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 All 
all in agreement. So he, he's got the veto powers yeah, and, he and then, can't be traded to the Pacers for a year or so. Okay. And, and you're not going through all that hassle to then just be like, we're dealing you, surprise. Yeah. Like, I just don't see that. Does Devin end up top five in MVP voting again this year? No. No. Okay. Who from the Suns will be a part of All-Star Weekend? Are you? I'm I'm a little surprised that you said no as well. I think Devin Booker is an All-NBA caliber player, absolutely. But last year, the biggest part of his case for both MVP for All-NBA was that he was the driving force behind a 64-win team. I think we all think that they're going to take a step back regular season. So I think that'll hurt his case to be in that conversation. There's a better chance that he is NBA Finals MVP than he's regular season MVP this year. Okay. Okay. I could I, I could see that. I would not be mad at that. I could see that. All. Not even a little bit. Okay. Who from the Suns will be a part of All-Star Weekend? Like a participant, okay. not just there. Cam Johnson. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah Cam Johnson will do the three-point three point contest. contest for I sure. Freaking better after <laughs> last year's disgrace. Uh, I'm going to say CP3 does not get the nod this year because I think Jamal Murray will. Okay. And I think Devin Booker will be there. And I think DeAndre Aiden will make his very first all-star appearance this, okay. this season. I would love That'd that be cool. for DA. I, I agree with you, Cam, DA, Book. In the, okay. in the places you said, does Jock qualify – for the the rising stars international team, it's only his second year. It's one. It's oh, year let's one go, and two, right? I'm, Let's I'll go. Be, if he qualifies, are we going to make Jock this a there. campaign? Cool. It's in Chicago, right? Yeah. No, it's in Utah. It's in, oh, Utah. Yeah, no, it's in Utah. Remember, we talked Damn about that. It's the, the hottest club <laughs> in Utah. Is. Oh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> there is none. All right. We, I've seen a couple people in the chat bring up Mikel. Do you guys think there's a possibility no. Mikel makes an all-star there, appearance no. this year? Is there a defensive uh, skills no. competition I'm about to wear? No. I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go book Chris Paul and then Cam in the three-point contest. I'm, I'm pulling for DA. I would love to see DA participate. If he's there, that would be incredible. Could you imagine if we got DA in the All-Star game and Jock in the Rising Stars game, your first and second center involved in in All-Star weekend? That is unheard of in Suns history. I heard a road trip. Hmm. (laughs) To Salt Lake, here we go. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Okay, and finally on this uh, predictions topic, will this be Chris Paul's last Suns season? No. Yes, I think... This is boomer bust. Oh, I'm going to say no. That's a hard one. That is so hard because he's got uh, a, you know a, a portion of his contract that's guaranteed next year. If you have an owner that's that's willing to spend some money, are there other options that maybe you're going to go out there and try to get to replace him? Or if you make a move for SGA, do you really need to replace him at that point anymore? Probably not. Like, mm-hmm. the, I, I, it's too early to tell. I'm going to say if I had to, if I didn't make a guess, I would say he would still be back back next year. I agree because I do think I think there's something to be said about even though it's partially guaranteed. I just don't think the Suns. I think James Jones would do Chris Paul a solid. Well. Regardless of what happened. What if Chris is asking for a solid so he can go ring chase? I mean, that's fair too. But if Chris Paul wants to stay here, I would say it's not his last season. Okay. Saul, you want to tell us about underdog fantasy? Sure. 
Uh, <laughs> you shit, forget we, you had to do that? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't realize that that was going to be the transition. So, well, she didn't uh, want it to go ten minutes. Yeah, so. no, I'm no, trying to make listen, these transitions quick. Listen, underdog fantasy is the, the place to be, especially on day to day games. Uh, like today, right? The NBA, you can pick higher or lowers with, with T. You could do a little draft with your little squad. You can do up to four people in a draft. It's really fun to use. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to try and do a watch along, I think. I think we are going to do And if we do that, I think before we even start, we'll do a little fantasy draft on the Underdog Fantasy heck, app. Heck, we could do some uh, some over-under, too. That with yeah, over-under. Like, it's, it's just a fun app, man. Like, you, you, you can bet, um, you know, against your friends and take their money. Uh, like I did against Johnny Venerable and Bo Brock and Shane <laughs> Diefenbach, those three frauds. Mm-hmm. Um, I stole their money because I'm better at fantasy than they are. We did an NHL one last night before the Coyotes game. First off, I don't know shit about hockey players, and it showed. Uh, but it was a lot of fun <laughs> because, like, you had Leah, PD, the whole the whole crew was there, and we we just threw a link in chat, did the draft, and then you know it cost three bucks, and mm-hmm. it was a fun way to uh, to have some uh, some combativeness yeah, between for us. sure mm-hmm. so you can search it on the app store um, and use uh, or click on the links in the show notes and sign up with promo code phnx and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars that's under underdog fantasy promo code phnx and get in on the action today and if you guys find yourself tonight struggling to fall asleep because you are just so excited and anxious about Sun season opener tomorrow night. Highly recommend you check out OG's brands and their brand new sleep edition gummy. These are two to one, <clears throat> excuse me, these are two to one THC CBN ratio gummy. And CBN is a compound that specifically helps with falling and staying asleep. So they're great for nights where you just really need some rest or you're having trouble falling asleep, but you know you need to get some sleep. And the best part about it is that they come in their new Aquaberry flavor. And it's like a little treat. This is like a little little night treat. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you missed the the best transition possible. We're I'm talking sorry. about higher and lower on on the underdog. And you could have said if you need to feel higher or lower, they've yeah. got a they've I got a like gummy that's for you. Too close to the last time that I We don't want to go up. there. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I like where your head's at, but again, I (laughs) just because you screwed up one time doesn't mean it'll happen again. (laughs) You need more sleep, and you can get that with the new uh, gummy that they got. This is true, and it's it's super great. So again, if you guys want to check them out, uh, we highly recommend them. You can find them online at ogsbrands.com, on Instagram at ogsbrands, or you can find their products at your local dispensary. But you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Okay, so we decided to create some tiers for the league um, ahead of this year's tip-off. Mm-hmm. And here's what we came up with. Mm-hmm. So we tried to make these a little interesting, a little bit of fun. Saul, you want to start? Sure, yeah. So this is my tiers. The elite teams, uh, in my estimation, are the Warriors, the Nuggets, and the 76ers, because I believe that uh, two of those teams have premier big men that nobody can match up against. Um, and I think that they have a strong cast around them. And if James Harden can can ball out like sometimes he can, sometimes he has not, um, then the 76ers will be in pretty good position. Same thing with the Nuggets. We're getting Jamal Murray back. Um, there's a lot of what-ifs with those two teams, of course, but I do feel like that they have as good a shot as any to get to the to the finals. And then I got the next tier, which I put the Suns in. I feel like uh, I feel like they're they're – on the border of being an elite, 
Um, but I, I do think that their bench right now is a little suspect. And so that's why I put them on the second tier. I'm never going to believe in playoff P, so fuck him. Uh, and uh, the Miami Heat, to me, are frauds. The Memphis Grizzlies, uh, we'll see how they go. Let's see how they do in year two when everybody's ready for them. And then the Bucks, obviously, they got Giannis. Uh, and we'll see how. Um, oh, damn it. What's his name? Got injured. Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yeah, we'll see how he rebounds. Uh, and the Celtics are frauds as well. I don't like the Celtics. Uh, and then the, that next year is just a bunch of mid-teams. We'll see how the Timberwolves do. The Timberwolves have probably the best chance of that five to get up to the number two spot into being pretty good. Uh, and the Lakers and everybody else, no fucking way. There's just not a chance that they're going to do anything this year. Uh, a. Disney and company and LeBron can go back to Disneyland after the season. That'll end officially in the middle of April. Minnesota's going to be in that no effing way category. Did you see Cat trying to guard on the perimeter the other night? Mm. That's going to be a disaster. It's going to be pretty bad. Interesting. Who wants to go next? Well, we'll, let's do mine next because mine aren't as exciting as your guys'. We probably should have done mine first. Uh, But tier one, I got the Clippers, Warriors, Bucks, Suns, and Celtics. I do worry about the Celtics with the whole coaching situation, how that is going to unfold uh, with a new head coach basically running the team. But I think all of these teams, you could make a case for them winning a, a title this year. Uh, and a lot of the teams in Tier 2, you could make a case for a deep playoff run. Nuggets, Heat, 76ers, Nets, Grizzlies. Like you saw, I think the Grizzlies lost some players last year that were key. And this is kind of more of a prove-it year. Last year, they took a lot of people by surprise. Nets just have a lot of firepower and a lot of talent. 76ers, same deal. Heat are a good basketball team, but I'm not buying them as a contender Nuggets, I need to see Jamal Murray and MPJ stay healthy for me to buy them. Uh, Then Tier 3, Raptors, Cavs, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Mavs, Hawks. These are kind of like pesky playoff teams that I think could be good if everything breaks their way, but I got a lot of questions about all of them. And then Tier 4, Lakers, Bulls, Wizards, Hornets, Pistons, Knicks, Blazers, Kings. Those are all kind of like playing low-end playoff teams that I'm not really buying. Can you pull my graphic back up? I think I did miss two teams. Hmm. Oh no, I did put the Pelicans in. I was I missed the Hawks. I don't know how I missed the Hawks. Okay. But to me, the Hawks are in between that pretty good and mid category as well. Like okay. I just think DeJounte Murray and Trey Young together, that could be a really dangerous, dangerous squad right. that a lot of teams will not be able to match up with. So yeah. And they and they're gonna trade for Jay Crowder. So there you go. Yeah, um you go. But, but yeah, and then the last tier I've got Spurs, Rockets, Pacers, Magic, Thunder, Jazz. Those are garbage. So that's my okay, list. as you are age super be, fun. Age before beauty, so you can go first. Okay, so Shit. I, I. <laughs> she didn't even. You bad an eye at that, Lindsay. What's wrong with you? <laughs> she just ignored you said it. Age before beauty, and you were like, okay. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I will always throw shade. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so I went with kind of a goofier tier list because I felt like if we just did one, two, three, four, five for all of us. It'd be pretty close to the same thing. I'm the only one that didn't get saying, the memo. I'm not saying it's a problem. I just said if we all did it, it would probably be close to the same thing. She basically thing. Uh-huh. said if I just so, did one, two, three, four, right. I'd be really boring. <laughs> Here's what I went. It's fine if you're I basic, said, but I'm not. The teams I want to win, the only one on this list is the Suns. Mm-hmm. The teams I'd be okay with if they won. <laughs> we got the Bucks, we <laughs> got the Heat, the Cavs, and the Blazers. Um, I don't think the Blazers are even remotely close to being able to win a championship whatsoever, but I would like to see Dame win a championship. That's all I'm saying. The Cavs would also, I don't think they're really that close to winning, but I think they're going to be a really good team this year and it's going to be fun to watch. Mm -hmm. 
teams that I would not be okay with if they won a championship. <laughs> Obviously, the Lakers have to be on this one. Again, I don't think they're going to come remotely close. The Mavs are on here. I don't think that the Mavs really have what it takes to get all the way there. But then these ones, of course, are just me throwing a little bit of shade. Uh, the Nuggets would not be okay with that. Celtics <laughs> would not be okay with that. And the Nets also would not be okay with that. Why not the Nuggies? I feel like I just have a little bit of like pettiness towards the Nuggets because Why? they're just bratty. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. agreed. Oh, like the big whole picture. I'm just like, you guys are just like. Okay. Okay. I think you're okay. talking to one particular show. I feel like this is directed to <laughs> just, just Adam Lins. <laughs> DMDR. There we go. Okay, put that Whoa. back. There we go. Wow. Great. Now throats. I'm gonna get called into HR tomorrow. <laughs> we don't have the we HR. We don't have an HR. We're okay. <laughs> okay. Can you put the graphic back up? <laughs> <laughs> I said teams I'd like to do well, but not that well. Okay, mm -hmm. so the Kings, because bless their darn hearts, the Kings <laughs> need something. I say this every time. The Clippers, because again, if there's two teams in LA, I want the Clippers to be better than the Lakers out of spite. Fair. The Grizzlies, I like Jaw, but I don't like him that he gets more attention than books, so I don't want him to do that well. Mm -hmm. The Pelicans, um, I really like Willie Green. I would love to see him succeed over there, but not that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then the Hawks, same thing. Can we talk about the shade that Jacob threw at the Kings? By making just the by logo making their so logo. tiny. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's micro. All right, oh, that's rough. All right, beautiful. What you got? Well, <laughs> thank you, Saul. Finally getting it. Uh, I went oh in a God. totally different direction with this. I went my ranking of hate to I couldn't give a shit about you. Uh huh. So. Or, it, it, love, then hate, and I couldn't right, right, right. So Barkley levels the Suns, mm -hmm. the Paxton levels the Lakers, the Mavs, the Golden State Warriors, the Nets. Somehow the Nets wound up in here twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm conflicted about the Nets, the Clippers, Pelicans, Nuggets, Bulls, and and Spurs. Screw all you of you. You have a lot of hate in uh, your heart. The, the Mario Ali <laughs> tier is the Bucks. These are eh, I don't like you, but yeah, whatever. Uh -huh. uh, the Bucks, the Heat, the 76ers, the Blazers, apparently the Nets again, uh, the Raptors, the Grizzlies, the Rockets, the Cavs, and then the Walmart version of NBA teams. You got the Kings, you've got the Hornets, the Jazz, the Hawks, the OKC Thunder, the Knicks, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Washington Wizards, the Detroit Pistons, the Orlando. Okay, Rangers. I got a question. And you maybe, can ask whatever you want. I love maybe, how will put all 30 teams I have, I know, but he doesn't I, have the Celtics. The yeah, Celtics doesn't have the Celtics anywhere. <laughs> the Celtics but, don't but, count. Okay, like, I understand Paxton hit the three. That was just the dagger of all daggers, and it still hurts to this day. I do. Mm -hmm. But Paxton himself wasn't like an awful person i don't he didn't really I don't do anything. care if you're a good person mario or not. ellie gave us a kiss of death and like totally trolled us fuck that guy like mario ellie to me is a bigger villain than john paxton come on yeah john because you could argue that both of them took a championship away from us because had we beat the rockets that year we would have won a championship finals the shot to win it. I'm How do you nine, hate Paxson more than you hate Michael Jordan? Screw John Paxson. <laughs> Let's make that very, very clear. Was wide and I open. did have the Celtics on my list. Why don't you say screw list. Danny Ainge for not knowing how to play some damn screw defense? Screw Danny Ainge, too. Okay, there we go. That's better. All right. And I believe I did have the Celtics on the list, and they were supposed to be one of the okay. one of the Nets one on the there. Nets. So. Gotcha. Which, which one? Would they be in the Paxson or the Mario Would they be in the Ellie? Ah, they'd be in the Ellie. 
It'd be Jacob's the, like, be the I Mary double check. Ah, okay. uh, screw Jacob as well. <laughs> oh, like I said, a lot of hate in your heart. <laughs> so much hate. Eight, we eight, do eight, have eight. a super chat from Psycho Blue. Thank you for your super chat. Said bas- basketball Cthulhu is concerned about our chances to compete, but he's eagerly waiting for Sarver to be banished into the void. Thank you for your super chat. Aren't we all? Can yes. can I buy basketball Cthulhu a drink? Like, mm-hmm. can I? What do I have to do to make make this better? I just. I'm, do we have to sacrifice something or someone? I mean, John someone. Paxson's on the list if we need to. Like, are you putting your name on the list, or are you asking <laughs> no. if I'm not volunteering as tribute here? I, I'm just trying to get. I'm just willing to do picture. what's necessary to get okay, a championship. Okay, this is what happens when we go past an hour. We get into <laughs> demon sanctioned sacrifices. It's not great. Hello says in the chat. Remember when Lindsay never heard of Cthulhu? I don't know. Is that like a dig at me? Like, is I Cthulhu mean, that big? No, it could just be an honest question as far as... Well, I mean, I knew what it was, but it could just be an honest question. Like, From hello? Remember the days when you didn't Do know Do you not know was. hello, Gerald? <laughs> I mean, it could be. No, I, I also love that Gerald casually went, I knew what it was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hello comes after Lindsay's head hello every, every single show. Hello is literally all of us <laughs> towards each other on an everyday basis, and yeah. I love you for it. I do. It's hilarious. Can we go back to the chat here? Uh, <laughs> you I mean, can we're highlight here. whatever you want. I mean, Jacob. we're here right now, and we're seeing random shit in the chat, so go ahead. Throw out your most random shit. Maybe we'll comment on it. Uh, somebody, somebody said, hate Espo must be really fun to hang out with not. <laughs> All right, let's round things out with some picks on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for tonight's games. Mm -hmm. So I got an email from the DraftKings Sportsbook app earlier today that gave me, um, it's an NBA superstar super boost. So I can get LeBron, Curry, and Embiid all to score 20 or more points tonight boosted to plus 100 for free. I get to claim that like boost for free on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But what are you guys thinking? Do you have any picks of the week for uh, opening night specifically? Oh, Warriors by at least 15 tonight. Okay. Espo, you got anything? I will take the Warriors and I'll also take Sir Charles not to know uh, who he play for when they do that tonight because you know it's coming. <laughs> He's not going to know anybody. Um, I think... I think the legitimate ones are pretty good picks. And I also think if you have the DraftKings Sportsbook app already, if you're a user of theirs, you should definitely check your email if you haven't. Because now that the NBA season is back, they're going to send out some of these like odds boost things like I had just mentioned. And they want you to have more fun on their app. So make sure that if you don't have notifications turned on for those emails, you turn them on because it's a great way to get a few extra perks from the app. If you are not a customer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, highly recommend you download it and sign up using the promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's super simple, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. Again, that's promo code PHNX. On the DraftKings Sportsbook app, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys. Are you excited? Tomorrow's the day. Meh. 
Man, I'm excited. <laughs> Damn. I'm just glad so we get when basketball. are you going to be excited? You I'm weren't excited. excited for the preseason. I... You said you were going to be excited for the regular <sighs> season. When are you actually going to be excited? We're not to the regular season yet. Tomorrow we will be excited. Saul will be excited. She asked, she asked you if you're excited for tomorrow. You, you're just reserving until tomorrow <laughs> yes. arrives to get excited. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. I conserve my energy. I had damn sure not wasting it on preseason. I hate preseason. I we hate know. everything about preseason. I hate everything about practice. We're talking about practice. Oh, Saul's not going to be excited <laughs> until the playoffs. Probably not. God, probably this is going to make for really. This yeah, is going to make a really two post game shows, Lindsay. Uh, we got some fun things in the post game this season <laughs> that we've we've already been uh, kind of strategizing. So it should uh, make it fun to watch. Yeah, mm -hmm. and just a reminder, especially if you are new to our show um, during the season, basically how it works is we will do a pregame show thirty minutes before tip off. And then after the final buzzer, within five to seven-ish minutes, we'll be live again with a post-game show. And then days where we do not have a game, for the most part, we will be live at 3 p.m. So that's kind of the Cliff Notes schedule of sorts. We'll put out schedules kind of in the Discord and on social media and whatnot throughout the week just so you guys have somewhere to kind of plan ahead but always know we do a pre-game and a post-game show for every single game home and away and it's going to be a lot of fun this year and we hope to see you guys at all of those shows also mm -hmm. come out to our event that would be fantastic especially mm -hmm. if you're a member right now we have a, a um a takeover that is uh in full force right mm -hmm. now we're we're gonna go party with 50 suns fans that's just how that's gonna go we're all probably gonna wear the same dumb shit so here we go <laughs> 75 um, bucks you're gonna yep. get a ticket to the game you're gonna get a free buffet. beers a buffet at the Ainsworth giveaways and much more so and we do have vegetarian options and Saul will even sign your forehead hey oh uh, yeah, yeah I sure will all right well thank you guys for joining us if you're here in the chat be sure to hit the like button on your way out because it helps us a lot until we see you guys tomorrow you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Basketball is back. Screw the noise because right now the Phoenix Suns are still the best team in the NBA. never going to let go. BHNX, though. Lindsey, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team moved like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the lob. Best combo.